Welcome to this week's episode of Keeping It Giddy with Kemma the Gentle Giant. Microphone where you sing yeah. solo. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Jesus when Jesus say yes, nobody, nobody can say no. Yeah, I can hear it. Hey, just like to make sense. It makes sense. Yeah, one time I had a solo and I forgot the words. Are we on? Yeah, no, we, we live. We live, we live, we live, we live, is, is, baby. Is the sound good, though? Yeah, the sound is good. Okay. It's great. It's you great. can hear everybody. Hi. <laughs> yeah, my son. My son makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's makes sense. So. Skipping the Giddy Podcast. Hey. My name is Kemadi Tensu Giants. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Um, besides me, I have Miss Rachel McGirt. Hello. The beautiful Rachel My McGirt. sister. <laughs> <laughs> I have the usual suspect, Rayon. Yes, Rayon Skinny Giant. I have Chief Obi, and I have Mr. Josh. What's going on, guys? Ragwan, good. Man, look, a lot happened like since uh, since our last recording, though. Let me just get this one out of the way. Philadelphia was one. <laughs> you guys were there, right? I'm a Giants fan. Nah, so nah, we don't care about y'all. We don't care about y'all. Yeah, was, that was for the culture, though. We had no, to, it's not for the culture. Nah, no, we no, had no. to be pitches for the culture, bro. We had to, man. It had to happen, man. Tom Actually, Brady, that's true. Nah. That's true. Did y'all yeah. see the riots, though? In Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, of course. They fucked Philadelphia. Up. I mean, but it wasn't like it wasn't that bad. Though. It wasn't like Baltimore kind of bad. You know what I'm saying? It was like you know, like okay, we're turning up. It's allowed. You know, these were climbing pole. Even like the cops actually put like oil on the poles just to make sure so they still climbed it. Privilege. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. You never there was a little bit of privilege in there, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right about if that. If I but, thought um, they go say how they talk. <laughs> But um and uh what else happened since we recorded though? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I yeah. showed up. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to oh. a I went to a school. So if you guys for you guys don't know, Rachel is a. You want to introduce yourself? Just tell her what what you okay. do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Rachel, and I am a second grade teacher. And Kimma came to my school to come talk to my students and. Badass kids, by the way. They were not bad. Little badass, kids. but they were They're they were good bad. though. I came in like. Talk to them about like you know I guess Black History Month you know just tell them about you know let them know early that Africa is not a country. He was nervous, but you know they what I'm weren't. saying. Um, but it was it was a good experience. That was like the first thing. I mean that's the first time I've ever did like something like that before. So talk to kids, and I'll, I'll definitely go back again. It was like it was cool just to see like you know like the kids listening to like you know different perspective and. Um, so you hey, talked about the African perspective of black. Nah, people. we didn't go too deep, man. It's like young kids that just like you know show them like. Well, they're, since they're like seven and eight, like he couldn't talk about all that, but like he talked about like his story, where he was from, and the kids were really interested. They were like, it was like yeah. super engaging. They, I also think it was because like he's really tall. I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys <laughs> try. Like you guys like volunteer to yeah, try. Yeah. But y'all totally should come. Like, like if you want to come to my down. class, come on. I'm down. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. The kids were like, they're like, oh my god, what's your name? <laughs> Where are you from? It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. But um, I mean, we're here today because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about like we're gonna talk about other things. But I feel like you know, in terms of relevancy, like this is an issue that you know we have to discuss, even though we don't know the answers. Um, we all have like different um, sides, different perspectives on the issue. Um, but because we live here and it affects us directly, you know, in terms of us being, you know, residents of America, you know, American residents, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, America has a huge gun problem. Just, just the first, just has a different perspective. But I'll let just have the floor eventually. But for me, I feel like America has a huge gun problem. My, I mean, my own thing is like, I'm, I'm fine with guns. I'm fine with like, you know, um, um, 
you know, where America, not not where you know the government is on guns, but the fact that I have the right to bear arms. That is a that is a nice, you know, um, you know, uh, right to have because you never know when you might you know need that. But I feel like in terms of regulation of guns, that's where you know the problem is. Um, and the reason why we're talking about this, the backstory is, um, you know, we have another. Uh, we had another. Was it last week? Last week we had another gun. Um, yeah. Mass shooting. Mass shooting. Valentine's and there's Day. been 18. Was it Valentine's Day? Valentine's? Really? Thursday. It was on Wednesday. It was on Wednesday. It was on Wednesday. Wednesday. Jesus Christ. Uh, another mass shooting in Parkland, Florida. I don't know the name. What's the name of the school? Broward uh, County. Broward County. Broward County. Um, what's the guy's name? What's the guy? What's, what's Nicholas Cruz. Cruz. Nicholas Cruz. Cruz. Don't Rachel, care. you want to give the backstory? She's like, the young man named Nicholas Cruz, he was 19 years old. Uh, he was expelled from the school in Broward County, Florida, where he was attending the school and he got expelled and they said that he was very upset about being expelled, came back and he killed. What did he get expelled for? They never said what he got expelled for, mm. but he had mm-hmm. like a culmination of like different behavior issues, which eventually led up, led up to him being expelled from the school. And so uh, he came back and killed 17, mm-hmm. 17 people, which included like teachers, coaches, and students that were a part of the school staff and student body. Uh, and his mother had passed away four months from pneumonia, four months um, prior, like November. from, no, yeah, from um, having pneumonia. And they said that he was depressed, had mental issues uh, and things which kind of contributed to him wanting to come back and kill. So basically, so white student, 19, white male student, mental illness, mass shooting, which is something his, that his we constantly His dad died get. like when he was young. Yeah, and his dad passed like, And he was also adopted by family friends as well. So Did he have that mental mental issue before they before the shooting? Why did they always chalk everything up to that this mental problem? They said totally. that from what I read, and I read an article um, from NPR that said that he had uh, a mental issue after his mom passed away. Which was when? His mom had passed away four months before this shooting, four months ago. So, so in November. Yes, like November. See, this mental issue thing kind of trips me though, because if you if you have the if you can put yourself together to go and buy some guns and arm yourself and go into school and turn on the fire alarm and all that stuff, why can't you go see help? There's <laughs> more. Go there's ahead, more Josh. There's more. There's more to it though. So. What's going on? Go ahead. Because <laughs> <go. laughs> he's he's not, not there. No, no, no. It's not so much like um. The, your question was. Why didn't he just get help? And and part of the larger conversation with not just that individual gentleman, but um, the the patterns in the system. Uh, we do have a system today where um, government officials are taking away from healthcare resources, literally speaking. Um, that helps millions of people mm-hmm. seek practical help, not just a I'm feeling lonely today, so come talk to me, whatever the case may be. Um, so without going too crazy because I'm my opinion slash reaction to this may be a little more emotional than anything so I'm be very careful in how I um, get my get bro my talk your shit man now, talk mean, your shit man listen we're keeping it giddy I understand it but <laughs> I still want to like I still want to make sure that I, what I'm saying um, is very relevant um, it adds value to everybody here and mm-hmm. not just me feeling because right. at the end of the day, it's 17 people that got killed, right. slaughtered, 
So how do you feel though? Before you get in deep into it, how do you feel about it? How do I feel about 17 people getting slaughtered? Like about human lives? His situation killed? and his mental illness and him killing 17 people. No, that, it, it's how I feel about it is, I, I, at this point, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't feel anything. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, um, that's how I feel too. Um, like, I don't feel anything because at some point you can't be um, very emotional and have, like, you just have to be careful in how you put what kind of me- um, emotional energy you put into patterns. It's not just, it's not a one-off thing. Everybody knows this. Everybody in this country knows this. There is a specific pattern to this. There is a specific, like, if I was going to, if I this was going to, if you're going to ask anybody in this country who is, like, what is a typical profile of mass shooters in this country, we have it. Literally that kid. Um, which I'm not. You mean like a tru- you mean like a troubled kid? You have a troubled, troubled kid. white yeah. which, teenager. Which, by the way, like that story in itself, like even baffles me. Where it's like he was troubled, and the truth about it is, if you live in this country, you <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but you have some kind of mental issue because <laughs> we have to deal with taxes, where you got to deal with parking and getting your car towed every single day. I'm from New York, so I I have my own mental issue, but I'm not gonna just take it to this level of slaughtering people because at this point you have to understand that he decided that those people in, the, in, 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 the, in uh, that classroom don't deserve to be alive because he has a mental issue so at some point you have to start asking yourself is it because he has a mental issue or it's probably even worse I thought they said he pulled a fire alarm or did he, or did he go in a specific it was class? premeditated yeah yeah it was planned yeah. and he was able to escape the school with other students like he walked out with other students yeah and they found him later, like down the street, 40 minutes later. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it was at, at a McDonald's or some fast food restaurant that they found him at. But I think it's a lot deeper than like what Rayon said about like him going out and, and trying to get help. Like a lot of students, I'm just thinking from a teacher's perspective as an educator, um, looking at like all races, all children, as we should. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot more than going out and seeking help because there are people that noticed that he needed help before him actually going out and trying to seek it. Children don't seek. Like, you're supposed to see, and then you're supposed to help. Do they still have, like, a guidance counselor in the, in the school? Or yeah, they have guidance counselors, but like I was saying earlier when we were just having, like, general conversation or whatever, that there are levels to actually, like, children receiving help from educators inside of schools. And it's not until they reach a certain level um, of having like specific issues academically or behaviorally where they get to see school psychologists and go and see psychiatrists and then they get medical help and they get medicated. Like there's levels and stuff into children and there's legal documentation, there's getting the parents involved, there's getting the principal involved and then people throughout the district that have to help as well to get this student all the help that they need. So I think it's a, a matter of that child, not also like white privilege, which is another part of this conversation that we have Peach. to have, white male privilege, Peach. but also the standards of our school systems and, and education today and the lack of security inside of school buildings. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but in terms of children, and he's a child, he's 19 years old, he's a child. In my eyes, as an educator, like, you see 18, 19 year old kids in high school buildings every day. They're children, and their brains aren't fully developed, they don't fully think things through. Like, he's a child. I know, like, I know that might piss people off. Like, 
But he is a kid to me who didn't fully think through like what he was doing. Um, and like I said, I the, the, it's a, no, it's aside from the, the, the conversation of white male privilege and then the education system, I think are two different conversations that we have to have. Um, and then like how white males matriculate through the education system, that, that's also another conversation. But this boy didn't get the help that he needed because I think that if school officials, if the education system was set up in the way that it needed to be set up, this could have been stopped. And this could stop school shootings every single day for children that get expelled, come back pissed off, want to shoot everybody. Like this should be something that th this shouldn't be happening because our education systems are set up in the way that they should. So, Richard, do you think because like because you are coming from an education standpoint, you think that <clears throat> you want to use that you know that that you know I guess that reason to. Um, hold the education, you know, system accountable for. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am holding the school accountable for what they did, and 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 the way that I be myself, like I'm black first, a woman second, educator third, like that's so like that's my hierarchy of the way that I be myself, and so like what he did was wrong, first of all, and the fact that the the media and the way that people are discussing it and talking about it, saying that he had mental illness, he was troubled, blase blase. If it had been one of y'all, y'all would have been shot on the spot. You wouldn't have been taken to the hospital to get treated. Like, they would have killed you because of the fact that you killed other people. And not only did you kill other people, but you killed other white people, which is an issue inside of this country. Um, because when white people have problems, like, those problems are automatically prioritized over the problems of other people. But as an educator and as someone who has had a firsthand like view and I like look into what this education system is like, particularly for public schools inside of our country, like they are, they are not structured in a way that, that truly puts the needs of students first. Like this boy should have, like if a teacher notices that a student is troubled, there should be someone else within the hierarchy of power within the education system that can give help. And there's another person that can give help. And there's another person that can give help. That student deserves to have access to the re to resources that will help them mitigate whatever mental issues that they're having. Like if they don't have access to that, then the education system is failing. And that's final. Like, because this could have been stopped. Like, I think that a lot of people are dismissing the fact that the boy got expelled from school. They're saying, oh, that was the issue that troubled him. But what led up to him getting troubled from school? Like, what, what led up to him getting expelled from the school and what really is troubling him and how could we have helped before? Okay, you okay. Know? okay but here's the thing, though. All right. We, we, get, we get that part of, you know, him not getting help, you know, um, from the education system. But now, there's the thing. What he, the action he chose to like carry out, yeah. What he chose to do after that is that's where other people have problem with that. Other people outside of education have a problem with that. You came back to the school pissed off with a gun, all right. You, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't go kill yourself. Nope. God forbid. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Education system, no security within the school. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't. You didn't go and kill yourself. You didn't go and like talk to somebody or you know maybe beg like yo, I, I need help. Like please help me. You came back with a gun. Yeah, that's what have a problem. That's what have the problem. And that's what I don't understand. So now, so this is the problem. You that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you could talk mental issues. Like, what you gotta say? He decided. What you gotta say, Alan? No, let me let me finish. Josh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me just say this. Like, just literally, it's just one sentence. Like, 
at the end of the day, you have mental issues and stuff, or whatever the case may be. Which, by the way, which is, it's a very general term, right? Like, there are specific types of mental issues. But they're dismissed too often. Yeah, I'm sorry? I said they're dismissed, like... Too and, and too often, exactly. But at the end of the day, what he did fundamentally was, he decided that the people in his school don't deserve to live. But we could chalk that up to mental issue, though. My problem is the action. Like, yo, you have a, you, you decide to, like, come back to school. Mm-hmm. Carry going. I'm saying, no, 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 no. no, no. I'm, he's saying what I'm saying. Like, you decided to just, you decided that people in your school, for whatever reason. Why don't you shoot yourself? Like, literally, it could be, like, if you really think about it. Yeah, though, why don't like, you go shoot it, somewhere else? It, it, it could have been every, anything else. It literally could have, because there are people everywhere, and I'm not trying to justify death or him slaughtering anyone. Yeah. Right, okay, right. That's, that's, this is kind of been a rabbit trail. But he decided to go back to his school. And at some point, I have to start thinking, like, it's either he was just that evil, or there's probably even something in that school system that even subconsciously feels like, if my family has failed, if my my orphan family, orphanage family, forgive me if I'm using the wrong word, but orphanage family has failed me, and then my school has failed me, I'm done. Like, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is just, But there, there's so much power inside of, like, education and teachers and school buildings in the way that children view like the way that they form their opinion of themselves the way that they form their opinion of their world and the people around them like schools really have a large you're impact answering my on question that. actually yeah like they have a large yeah. impact on that and so if you feel like you know my family doesn't like me my friends don't care about me and my but school, my school then. f this like yeah. get it like yeah. forget everybody forget, forget everybody you know else. and it's so cool. like schools are like last resort and like children they go they go home every day they wake up in the morning, they greet their family, they come to school, they greet their friends, and the next, the next step in that is greeting your teacher, having class. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's who you encounter five days a week, mm-hmm. eight to nine, sometimes for people in high school who have sports and extracurriculars, you know, yeah. eight to 12 hours a day. Like, I spent most of my time in high school, like, yeah. at school. More than your family. So, more yeah. than my family. Yeah. And so, I remember my teachers and people that helped to, like, form that opinion of myself and that view that I have of myself. So, if those had been negative, only God knows where I would be right now. Mm-hmm. But they they were positive. And so, those people had a, a really, like, important impact on me and how I view myself. So, I'm just wondering, like, again, from that educator's standpoint, like, which is the, you know, the the view that I said that I was going to take today. So you, you feel like, like he hasn't been taught anything in school? That's, that's not taught to anything, but he wasn't paying any attention. Like, troubled students. I'm thinking of, like, the most troubled student in my class. And I'm not going to name their name, you know, for, like, legal reasons and all that. But, like, the most troubled student in my class, like, he, he has housing issues already. He has gone through being homeless at seven years old has lived inside of the homeless shelter, doesn't have his father, lives with his mother, deals with being, you know, hungry every single day, wears the same clothes, like, three days in a row. Like, so you have, like, real issues. Like, real issues. And as his teacher, it's my job. It is my duty. Like, I signed up for this to, to make him feel like he is somebody. Do you feel like he belongs like he belongs, like you are important inside of this world. So somewhere along the way, the education, what I'm saying that somewhere, what he did was wrong. What he did was evil, it was disgusting, it was also an exercise of his white privilege. But I'm saying that somewhere along the way, that the education system failed this young man. It well, failed, and it speaks volumes. The fact that he, because 
There have been other school sh- shootings where just like random people have come in and shot children. And there have been people who were, you know, a part of the student body at different schools or whatever that came back. But this young man had just been expelled. Like it wasn't anything that was long term. Like this was very fresh for him. And so somewhere along the, the way, the education system failed this young man. Well, I mean, his family system, the family unit also, in a way, kind of failed him also, though. And in my opinion, I think that's where even more of a power comes in. I don't know, it's just maybe how I grew up, it's, it's family over school. So that's broken, how I grew up. broken family? Like, mm-hmm. so if you come from a broken family, like... Yeah, you, that's exactly I'm a right. I'm uncomfortable with... I mean, I, I'm saying... I'm, I'm very careful how I say this now, because you are a teacher, you are mm-hmm. in the school system. But in a way, I'm personally uncomfortable with how much power I feel like I should give to school over maybe like a family unit. No, that's real. Like, you know, the I, most troubled kids come from broken families. Exactly. And so that's part of the conversation true. we always want to have, which conversations like maybe solution trail is, hey, look, how do we actually start addressing families also? Because if we have a high diverse rate <clears throat> in this country um, and we have children who literally need a system of some kind of parenting world, some kind of Guardian, and they don't have it, and then they're dependent on the school. Which school, in a way, if you really that's think not about the, it, that's not the job of the school. But it's not the job. It's of not the, the job of the school, and that's, that's exactly why we're right. uncomfortable saying, "Okay, look, you have that power, and unfortunately, it's going there." But let's actually start talking about the fundamental atomic issue here, which is family. the family issue. And if you have your parents, both of your parents are gone. Then, we, in Africa, the way it is for us is, look, if you, your parents are gone, you go straight to your cousins, straight up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raised, growing up, growing Why up, people don't work like that? Well, unfortunately, they don't work like that. And if you start thinking about it, maybe that could be a problem. Because it's, I'm not, like, Nigerians and Africans have our problem, but <laughs> going back to our family unit, so to speak, as bad as it may seem, that's just how it is, naturally, for us. If your parents are gone, your uncles take care of you, or your aunties. So you feel like it's just the American system. It's still part of the family, but there's there's something here in this country that's. I mean, I think that America clearly has like, and this is from like growing up Mm -hmm. here, being born like, America clearly has an issue with the nuclear family. Yeah, nuclear family. That's like. That's white, system, black, whatever. It is. It is for the black family. Yeah, yeah, systemic. And yeah, especially like. That's but for the for the black family though, like that is very like that's something I'm like really sensitive about. Mm-hmm. Like talking about the nuclear family, mm-hmm. that is systemic and it's also something that I think that is like that was planned Facts. by white folk, perpetuated by white Facts. folk, like and it is something that is like continued but, like but, to hey, that's, this day. That's another podcast. That's, that's yeah, another yeah, that's another, another, yeah, that's another conversation. Let's talk about guns. <laughs> Alan, 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 Alan. 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 I'm gonna throw an alley, Alan. I'm gonna throw an alley. I want to start. I want to start by saying I think I think we are we're treating this as a micro issue and it's a macro issue. The issue isn't, with all due respect, it's not mental health, and I don't think it's education either, because people perpetuating this aren't always kids. You know, the guy in Vegas was a grown ass man. Yeah. So you can't say education. The guy in uh, Columbine, or not Columbine, the the Aurora movie theater, Dylan Roof. You can't call that mental illness. Those people were supremacists. <laughs> which was which was freaking odd. So theory. so <laughs> I, I think I think I think and, and then and then another important piece that we're missing here is everybody with mental issues doesn't want to kill people. 
Right. Facts. So to oversimplify it and say it's Facts. mental issues, that's a, that's it's it's pretty much throwing everybody with mental issues in that one bucket or one boat. I think that's how people are saying mental issues, and that's a cop out. That's a cop out. That's a cop out. Now, which is part. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, all all I was going to say was the issue in this country, and this is my opinion, it is easier for that 19-year-old kid to go and buy an AR-15 than it was for him to get mental health. That's the issue here. Yeah. Like, I I think... think Resource allocation. Exactly. I think we need to simplify. Resource allocation. I think we need to simplify. Bigger picture... Another thing we have to wrestle with is American society's obsession with guns. Yeah. Mm. Because it will it, it, have been, been one thing if he had mental issues, wanted to kill people. He walked into the school with a knife, killed two people, boom. That's one thing to deal with. But the fact that he can go and purchase a gun, even though he was mentally unstable, a gun that can fire... How many bullets in one minute? It was 150 rounds in like 20 You understand what I'm saying? With the bump stock, he could turn it into an automatic weapon. That's what we need to talk about. It's not about crime. People are always going to commit crime. It's not about people shooting people. People are always going to shoot people. It's the ability, a 19-year-old kid with mental health issues. Access. Access. That he has to, you know, go into a store and buy a gun where he can literally dictate the lives of 17 people in under three minutes. So, I guess the major issue is the regulation, the easy access. In my, in my head, there are two different things happening here. One is, um, how do we stop people from killing each other? Mm-hmm. And how do we stop acquiring high weapon? I don't know what the official... Weaponry? Well, high weaponry. High power. Congress. High power. I, guns, I, think, right? I, th- I think... No, go, I just want to answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think how we stop people from killing each other is the wrong question here. People mm-hmm. always kill each other. Mm-hmm. Let, let's be honest about that. People will always kill... Right now... So um, we're talking about just killing people at mass. Mass. That, I think we need mass, to be very specific. Yeah. Um, the United States is 5% of the population. We make up 36% of mass murders in the mm-hmm. world. Like, I think we need to be really specific. Because I, I think talking about crime, killing people, mental issue, I think it's clouding the whole thing. We're talking about, ma- we're talking about somebody being able to sit right next to my window right here and take out every single construction worker on that yard. That's what we're talking about. So I feel like eliminate little problems okay. before we start focusing on like, you know, I guess general ones. So the issue right now is mass shootings because America has a high percentage of that. I, I, th- I think, I think, I mean, to be, to be fair, we have to talk about mental health. I think that's clear. Okay. I think to be fair, we have to talk about the NRA. I think to be fair, we have to talk about uh, um, our, our violent tendencies as, as human beings. But at the core, at, at a, in a bigger political arena, we need to address how somebody is able to kill multiple people in under three minutes. You know, That's what we need to I, was, I was talking to my dad about it, who was like at some point within his career a part of the criminal justice system as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so um, he made a really good point. And I was like, you know, dad, I think that people who have mental health issues, like if you are mentally or emotionally unstable, you should not be able to own a gun. And so he said that's very bold to say because there are a lot of people that are mentally and emotionally unstable but are able to go throughout their daily lives and be all right. Mm -hmm. And so he said, if I'm depressed, I'm going to be... I'm going to be really upset that I'm not able to acquire a gun because I identify as a man that has depression. 
And so that saying that people with mental health issues like can't acquire like certain types of weaponry is really broad. Um, and it's I mean, not completely you, fair. Why would you need a gun if you're having a depressed when you know you have the tendency to do something that... Uh, can, can we, but can do we, you have... Because there hasn't been anyone that has truly analyzed like mental health. Yeah, and it's, it's so broad. Mm-hmm. It's so it's, broad. It's so broad. Like, I, I think... I, think, I, I want us to like, bring this up for a second. Why is America or American society so obsessed with guns? I mean, I think there's a lot that goes into that. There's like... Are we talking about histori- historically yes. or historically? Yes. Why are we so obsessed with guns? Because the problem here isn't. Knives. Well, number one, I think the it's like here isn't machetes. American. Like it's more like a control issue. Yeah, control. American privilege. Like Americans love to control everything. Like you go anywhere else in the world. Like I've traveled internationally before, and before the first time I traveled internationally, my mindset was like, oh, like I'm American. Like people are gonna know who I am, and like where I'm from and stuff and that's actually like really ignorant to think that way Mm -hmm. uh to think that people are gonna know like who Americans are where they come from blase blase but I think that's just a part of the privilege that a lot of American children are taught inside of schools like it's embedded inside of our education it's embedded inside of our curriculum like in just like the way that we think as like American people and even like foreign people that come to America eventually adopt that mentality they're like oh, like, I'm from somewhere else, but I'm still American, so I'm better than you. Like, and that control is a part of American privilege, which, like, kind of makes us want to, like, we think we can just go and do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, because like you say, if you have a knife, someone's going to be able to tackle you, right? But you have a gun. No one's going to step to you. you Yeah, no one's going to step to you. Well, yeah, but what do you mean American? Is, is, is... Are blacks obsessed with guns? Are Asians? Yeah, I think obsessed I, with I guns? think blacks have that. They share that part too. Like, they share that part, part. or, or oh, Spanish. That is okay. As an American, I think like I so feel like it's, American, it's an actually. abuse of privilege. The fact that you have the right to bear arms, it's in the it's like it's in, in the, the constitution. constitution yeah. Being Second from Amendment. being from yeah. a capitalist country, we have to capitalize on that privilege, which means for monetary gain, which means you have access to all kinds of guns. You know what I'm saying? So now, as an individual, as an American, you feel like wow. I can get a gun. I can get any kind of you know weapon or any any kind of gun. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it's a that symbol I wish. of power. I'm saying you abuse that's, that. That's it. In yeah. London, no. For example, guns. in London, in London, right? They don't have they, they have strict gun laws, right? But the only thing they have is like you know um, they have you know knife, problem. knife problems. They shank you anytime. So it's a, it's an abuse. Oh, you don't want to give us guns? I will right, use knife. Guns and this, are. And there's two crime. Power. Yeah. So because America has that luxury of like, okay, you have the right to bear arms. Go crazy. I, th- I think our society is obsessed with with weapons. I, I think there's a, there's kind of a fairy tale idea that we have of guns. Think about every action movie you have. The the question is, am I going to hold it like? Let me simplify for you. Call, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. You understand what I'm saying? Like 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 there, there's such. My a, seven year old students play Call of Duty. And and then it's, it's it's worse because especially in the South, like real Southern, you know, hick hick guys. Mm-hmm. They, they, they validate their masculinity with guns. Guns, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so guns have, now it's an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this gun is, I'm a man, you know, I can go out here and hunt, I can defend my family, blah, 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 blah. And then you throw in the political and the economic part of the NRA and, and sales and things like that. Right. But I, I think... Which is a great point about the mm-hmm. young man, because when they were on... 
TV and stuff talking about him. They said he was a very slight guy. Mm-hmm. He was like 130 pounds, five foot seven. Like he was bullied. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, you know what? Now I'm gonna validate who I am. I'm gonna validate my masculinity. Absolutely. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna shoot all y'all Absolutely. with this gun because this gun. It validates me as a human being and as a man, mm-hmm. but not only does it do that, but it gives me power. Absolutely. And I have power and reign over all of you, which is something that I think the Americans, we are obsessed with power. We're obsessed with being yes. in charge. We're obsessed with being, you know, our, capitalism. Absolutely. The way that we think and the way that we view things inside of this country, number one is, is in its way, like, kind of disgusting, yeah. <laughs> in my own opinion. Yeah. But, like, we're really obsessed with power. When we go other places, we expect people to speak English mm-hmm. and use the American dollar and understand our currency and understand, you know, respect everything and res- respect, yeah. cult- respect our yeah. culture, respect us. But that's not how everybody thinks. Like, America's this big and the world is this big. Think think about the idea of we can have nuclear weapons, but as soon as you do, it's a Oh, yeah, all hell breaks loose the moment that somebody... But even with our own military, which has, like, the most, like, destructive weaponry in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, we go into other countries trying to create democracies all over the world for other people. No No one told us that that was necessary. Nobody mm-hmm. told us to do that. Like, we don't have to go in and try to help well, other countries. I, I know, but like, <laughs> I'm just... Okay. God. I, <laughs> what, what, what is it, God? Uh, gold, oil, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, yeah, you're right. It's all for the purposes of money and yeah. for us gaining some sort yeah, of like power or privilege because of what they're doing. But like, no one, no other country does that. No other country goes in and tries to mitigate the issues of other countries that aren't even your allies. Like no one does that. Goes back to except except America. It goes back into control and privilege of this country. That's that's the mitigation fee. Control. Yeah. So let's talk about. So I've been arguing with white people on Facebook for a week now. Oh boy, that's like my hobby. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) didn't I show you? I enjoy it. What kind of shit? Like it's like this. You people like do this. But but uh, right here, right here. got time for this. Um, I mean, Dio Hughley had the perfect like cycle, like you know, shooting cycle. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's mass shooting. Um, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. And then uh, what's the, what's the next one? It was like more than that. Actually, it was more like yeah, it was a yeah. Oh no, no, no. recycle. Yeah. Mass shooting. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, Facebook uh, arguments. Uh, Congress does nothing. Yeah. And, and then mass shooting. Facebook and arguments. Starts against the cycle. So okay, but the reason I brought that up is that one of the biggest rebuttals, uh, seeming rebuttals that I've been getting is, um, it's in our Second Amendment. It's in our Second Amendment, the right to the bear right arms. To bear arms. Now, I, I want us to dissect the Second Amendment for a second, because I, I think it's interesting. So, Second Amendment was written in 1786. It's been 300 years, right? So, first of all, think about what guns were then versus what guns are, are, are now. There was a comedian, he made a, he made a joke about um, when the Second Amendment was written, like, you know, somebody grabs your wife's ass and you grab your musket, you're like, I'm going to fuck this nigga up. Yep. I'm going to fuck this nigga up. <laughs> By the time you put the powder, you load it in, you be like, you know what, man? You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool. Just don't do it again. Right. Whereas now, it's just a matter of... You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about that is... Every other law, every other thing that's embedded into our society, we are willing to mm. uh, revisit. We're willing to, you know, dissect. 
except this. Except something that, if we really thought about it, it's an archaic concept. The reason they put it there is for us, for the people, for the citizenry, to protect themselves or revolt against a tyrannical government. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was musket versus musket. Mm -hmm. Now it's AR-15 versus drone. Does it make sense? If our government was really tyrannical, could we defend ourselves with AR-15s? The answer is no. They would destroy us. They would destroy tanks. They would destroy us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stealth, stealth bombers. Like, so in every sense of the Second Amendment, it's an, it's an archaic concept. I'm never, you know, of the belief that we should get rid of all guns, right? Even though there are examples of where that worked in Australia, that worked Great Britain. Now they have a knife problem, but I'd rather have a knife problem than a gun problem, mm-hmm. you know. But why is it going back to my other question? Why is it that it's easier in this country to get a gun than it is to get health care, to get a driver's license? Mm. To legalize weed. <laughs> when I was in college to go to CAPS, which was UNC Chapel Hills, where I went to school, it was their um, mental health center. If you didn't have like the student insurance or like I was a student athlete, so everything that I did was just like backed up by women's basketball. So, but if you didn't have that, then it cost $95 per session to go to CAPS. What college student has $95, like, a month or a week to go and speak to Don't they get, don't they get five or something? I mean, they, they, they. But I'm just saying, though, like, I'm just backing up Alan on what he's saying, that why do we live in a country where it's easier to get a gun than it is to receive mental health? I answer to that. So, first of all, I think... I think security and freedom are illusions. I'll explain that to you. And healthcare. Wait, 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 So government's already tyranny. Security, <laughs> security. Like if you ask the average hick white person, I could protect myself and I could protect my family because I have fifty guns. If somebody drops a bomb on your house, how does how does how do those guns protect you? Apply, mm. yeah. Right. So it's an illusion of safety, freedom, right? So what's going to happen now because of things like this? And if you think about it, it makes sense. If I was to search guns consistently on Google, if I was to search how to make a bomb consistently on Google, I'm probably going to get a call. Yeah. I should have the freedom to do that. But me looking into that tampers with other people's sense of safety. So my as a degree of freedom. Right? It's an illusion. It's, either, it's not an I'm illusion. Saying, true freedom say, is an illusion. So, exactly. Well, maybe we're using two different words here. But when you have true freedom, mm-hmm. which kind of feels like, well, just true freedom where you can literally do anything you want to mm-hmm. do, we, we can't get there, right? No, it's impossible. It doesn't make sense it doesn't, because it infringes it on other people's no, safety. Like I, it makes sense, though. We just don't want that. It's, it's, so when, when, I, when, I, when, when I think true freedom, I think I think the fact that I can go outside mm-hmm. and drive on any side of the uh, uh, on the road that I want at any speed that practical. I want, it infringes on other people's sense of safety. So I can't be free. That's if if, if I want to be really free, I should be able to do whatever the hell I want I'll, I'll when I want. Now, but in, yeah. in in a civilization, 
You have to take other people. You have to be account. free within whatever realm exactly. of rules they've so created. So it's an illusion. So your freedom works within like the, the law of other people's freedom. You have freedom within the realm of the law. That's what freedom. That like that's what freedom is. But it's not true freedom. It's not true freedom because you can't do whatever the hell yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Like if I want to go, if the speed limit says forty-five and I'm going fifty-five, I'm gonna get a ticket. So that is not true. I'll run the red light. Like I'm not yeah. able. I can't run red lights. I can't bring guns to school. Mm-hmm. I can't just go around. Mm-hmm. Say whatever the fuck I want to people because it's not. Well, I that's mean, not, that's I mean, a, you can. I mean, that's why most, um, you know, people that are all the way on the, like the left on guns, they feel like you know, gun regulation infringes on their Second Amendment right. Mm-hmm. Which you know, you can make an argument for that. They can make they can make an argument for that, but it's I mean. But those are the ones that are willing to look at the bigger picture. Yeah, I guess it all the way back to what Alan is saying. Like they're seeking true freedom. Yes, which is but they can't b- have because there, 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 there's there's a comedian. I need, dying. I need you know y'all. I need y'all to find this guy. He's, I think he's hilarious. His name is uh, Jim Jeffries. He's against uh, the Second Amendment, and he made like Shout a stand up. Yeah, he made a stand up special about it, it. and and he, he did something funny. He was like, you know, um, he he was like he was like you know I take drugs like a champ. You know what I'm saying? I take drugs like a champ. He's but saying he, he yeah, yeah, like he, like yeah, he takes hard drugs like a champ. But you know what? Mary took hard drugs and she killed her kids. Mm. So now I can't take hard drugs anymore. You know, oh, I drive yeah. great fast. So but guess what? Mark, Mark got into a car and he ran over 15 people. So why can't we? Convert that same concept so are we into guns. Are yes, we that's, a, that's a different end. Though. You know what I'm saying? No, we're willing to regulate everything else that infringes on our own rights. Like to be I said free, earlier, I I really think that when white people have issues, those are the issues that become priority. Absolutely. And when white people run stuff. White folk run stuff. So whatever it is that they want to do, whatever it is their agenda is and what they accomplish, that's what they want to accomplish. What it is they want to protect, that is what they protect. Because no matter who is in power inside of our country, they run the country. Absolutely. And so because they run the NRA, and the NRA, what you were saying earlier, Josh, puts the government in power (coughs) in some instances, nothing's going to change. They backed Donald Trump with like I can't remember how many million it was, but it it was like thirty or forty million dollars for his campaign from Absolutely. the NRA. So yeah, that's why he went ahead and overturned what President Obama mm-hmm. did, the the law that he was trying to put in place with the mental health issues and acquiring guns. They care about profits, they like, don't care about who's buying it. Because they're in power and well, because he's in power, they're in power. Absolutely. And because they're in power He's in power. So, you know, everything just kind of like, it's, it's all, to me, it's all about politics and it's all about money. And that just all transfers to white power, white privilege, and them getting the things that they want and what they feel like is necessary for them to stay in power. So, so the sad thing is like, I guess until white people, I guess, figure it out themselves or, you know, do something about it. Uh, here's the good that's news. unfortunately that's what it takes though. Here, here's here's when the you good piss news. white folk off. Mm-hmm. That's when changes get made. Yeah, I mean, here, here, here's, that's unfortunate. Here, but here, it's true. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. So right now, white people are like seventy percent of the population. Blacks are like fifteen. Mexicans are like seventeen. Right? They they're projecting by twenty forty or something like that. White people are going to be the minority. Mm-hmm. Right. So eventually, all these white privilege ideologies 
are kind of going to get washed out. Will they, though? I think they're going to get diluted. Because there are places where white people are still the minority, where they, they their power still acts as the majority. As the Absolutely. Majority. Absolutely. But I think the fact that, in general, that they are a majority in the country, I think that reinforces that. I think, I mean, I don't really think it's a matter of them being majority in terms of their population. I think it's just power. It's just a matter of the power of white privilege. Mm-hmm. There could be two white people inside of a company or a business. Mm-hmm. Those two white people run, do whatever the and, hell they want and, to. And, and, and they run that and business. I, and I agree with you. And I think it's it's so much more to that. Because if we look at the big picture of the, of the world, white people are the majority, but they still run things. And that's because they put things in place like colorism, racism, different systems. Yeah. That work for them against us. Mm-hmm. But with things like this whole black power, black is beautiful movement, I think those things are going to dilute it. The fact that people are actually trying to revive black Wall Street. People are trying to support black businesses, like mm-hmm. specifically and intentionally do things mm-hmm. to to elevate us. And also the fact that inevitably they're going to become the minority. I think those things work in hand in hand. One of the biggest differences between kind of my view on the solution to this problem mm-hmm. as to yours is not so much that I don't disagree with you as much as the priority of the solution. Mm-hmm. You want to tackle you you want to tackle the let's stop mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I want to tackle systems because I've always believed it's all about systems. Everything systematic. If, yeah. if you literally like the system is we're not if you if you if you actually think about it, whereas like you have a broken health system, you have a broken family system, you have a uh, broken school system, mm-hmm. you have a broken gun law system, yeah. broken Government. justice system, <laughs> and then broken media system. Literally yeah. mix all of that in one soup, you literally get Dylan Roof. You really literally get that and those kind of things. Yeah. Because everyone is eating off of the bullshit. Everybody, everyone's eating off of that. And let's not even talk about that. I mean, like, that's one big problem. We still have, like, incarceration problem of, of melanin people. Bro. Mass yeah. incarceration. Bro. Mass. Bro. We have the highest yeah. rate. It's going to be all day. That one's all day. It's a long conversation. I'm not, like, like, I, like, that's why, as much as I understand the gun problem, yeah. Court, well, as much as I understand it, I don't understand it that much. I'll say this. But as much as I understand where that's coming from, where it's like guns is the problem, I literally, with all my heart, don't believe that's the issue. Nobody needs an AR-15. So, Josh, Josh, thing. what is the sole issue to you then? The is system, it white? System. Is it, okay, but systems. what system though? Color is not what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Literally speaking, racism. Racism. Literally speaking, the lack, we're just, we're just almost mm-hmm. signing an attack. We're talking about bills. Like a president signing bills Laws, or yeah. lack thereof to promote healthcare healthcare um, facilities. Mm-hmm. We're talking about veterans still today, still suffering mm-hmm. from wars that they fought to defend this country and still ago. slipping on the street. So that's a system. So, so, so I want to say first, I agree with you 100%. I think big picture systems, I agree with you 100%. Now, the only problem I have with chalking it up to systems is that it it disempowers you to act but because it empowers you to understand no, the system. I, I, absolutely absolutely i think it empowers you to understand i think it disempowers you to act i'll give you a, a, an analogy or, or, or a different example <laughs> right so somebody somebody gave me an analogy for uh, bad cops right um with cop shootings or whatever they said that um you know it's just a few bad apples right they said, they said that, okay, if your tap 
in your kitchen only leaks bad water sometimes. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's clean water. Mm-hmm. But it leaks bad water sometimes. You would you still that? allow your kids to drink from that tap? Mm-hmm. Or would you call a plumber to look at the, the system? system mm. But here's the thing. Oh, come on, Alan. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. It might take weeks for that plumber to show up. It might take a while for that for them to look through the entire system. What kind of children is it impacting? Black children. But that's another, that's another <laughs> thing. But, 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 but the point that's, I'm trying to that's make... That's what it is, the, though. Who does it impact? Yeah. No, absolutely. Where the, is the, it? The, like... the point I'm trying to make is, in the meantime, in the meantime, we have seen situations where they had a problem, they did this, and then they don't have that problem anymore. The system might still be the system, but that specific problem is gone. In Australia, they had one of the biggest mass shootings in like 1994. 36 people died. They banned guns. Since then, they've had zero mass shootings. Mm. Now, we can still talk about crime. They still have crime in Australia. People still kill people in Australia. So the system is still there, but the system producing 36 people dead in one day doesn't work that way anymore. I think we need to work backwards. It's not ideal, but I think practically we need to work backwards. We need to start convicting cops when they do stuff bad immediately. Immediately. I think that America and not just be talking about the 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 pageantry of, you know, let's start from the top and work our way down cuz it won't work. People are still going to be dying while we're still talking about the Wait, so what do you think the solution is? What do you see like in, in, a, in a perfect world? What do you think the solution is? I don't really think you know. So the system, right? <laughs> me and Alan disagree. There's not so much. There's a two. There's a multiple part system, and we talked about two specific ones. Right. Tackling the system and be very courageous about going into the system, and then also with the analogy of on the the, the system. Yeah, and then just literally saying, how do we actually stop mass murderers before we go further? And where, where I disagree, so to speak, is more so the priority of the solution so to speak the big picture um, small picture which, yeah big picture which is not even that it's not like high order low order it's just so much like how is this maybe I shouldn't even say priority because we can tackle both at the same time like it's pretty we much have like, enough people and enough brain powers to do this right so we can do both we have people who can be in politics taking care of okay what how do we have conversation about gun violence so you're saying you know what the solution mm-hmm. is but how to start and go ahead and fix it here's the beauty of it you say right? it's political office or as much as I don't like using that word, but yeah, right? So we have politicians who actually have a brain in their heads <laughs> and actually have a passion for this we solution. So they go out and yeah. say, hey, look, oh. let's have we a conversation about, about this solution. Come on, Ryan. Right? But there's, there is family... Like, if we're going to talk about systems, I say the power goes to the family in actually understanding how systems work, right? White, black, whoever you are. You have to understand Oof. the priority. You have to understand... Well, yeah, go ahead. You have to if you if you're white you have to understand the privilege that comes with it. If you're black you have to understand. The but do you think privilege. a good fix for that would be understanding different cultures, like understanding other cultures like African culture and see how the family works? <clears throat> you think that would be a good fix for, for the, for the most family? part? Yes, but everybody in a way. The beauty of having a diverse family culture is, is the fact that I'm just happy at least you have a family culture. Mm-hmm. Like every like the Russian family culture would be different from how we Africans do it versus. <clears throat> Whatever the case, but but my my own thing is like structure back. Wait, wait, so you, so you saying like what you saying now is that if I'm getting this is like um this mass shooting or whatever is not 
the issue you should be worrying about. You're not so much, no, no, no. Well, I have to worry about more mass shootings coming up because it's going to happen. Right. And the profile is going to be there. Right. What I'm saying is that if the guy didn't have someone to talk to in school, then we have a problem in the school system. He should talk to someone at home. If someone didn't have someone to talk about at home, then we have a family issue. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have someone as friends, then we have a social issue. <clears throat> if you didn't have someone to talk to anywhere else, then we have issues around the system per se. Systems. Systems, exactly. Okay. There is literally so, in, a, in order of priority, which one should come first? It, I think they can come first. I think, I, think, I, think, I think that's that's the wrong approach. Because it, here, here's, here's one thing we're missing, right? The reason systems work is because they're complex. Let's be honest. But no one right. wants to combat systems. That's not them. why it works. Systems no, no, no. But work. no one wants to try to, to combat systems. That's why they no, work. No, but, but okay. <laughs> maybe, 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 what you just said. Maybe, maybe complex almost, is the wrong word because that's relative. Yeah, simple. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's relative. That's Something relative, complex yeah. to you might be simple, simple to me. Blah, 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 blah. The reason systems work is because systems have gotten to a point where they work on themselves. Like nobody has... Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So I think while we pontificate or whatever the system or or um, why it works who put it in place how it was put in place why it works so efficiently i think practically we need to take action with something like gun control it's not something we have to think about oh my god what i'm saying is practical the systems i'm talking about is practical first of all a couple of things i don't i don't agree with what you said about this the reason why systems work is is either people perpetuate it or people don't perpetuate it it still revolves around the people that we're talking about. And, people and, systems, and, and, and right? I understand that. And that's complex. Because the, the pe- people's motivations for perpetuating the systems, mm-hmm. people, the emotional attachments they have to the systems, mm-hmm. all that is complex. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely believe that, Correct. you know, the average white person, even the good white person that you know and you like, mm-hmm. has a supremacist mindset. Yeah. Not that they are inherently supremacist, but they live in a society that, that is, perpe- uh, yeah. that and, is and supremacist and it perpetuates mm-hmm. su- supremacy. Mm-hmm. Like something as simple as every single superhero being looking like, like you. Look, yeah. Every single historical figure who accomplished anything noteworthy looking mm-hmm. like yeah. you. Like you might be a good person, but subconsciously, mm-hmm. because of this system that I believe that is complex because it works on itself, is in place, you are gonna inherit, you're gonna naturally think, you know what? There's a reason why black people suffer more in the world. There's a reason so why you, Africa so you, is the way well, it is. So, so you guys are. Uh, so, so in the meantime, I think we need to take practical action. I think a practical action to stop myself from going to a movie theater and, and somebody possibly walking in there and shooting it up, or going to church, somebody possibly walking in there and shooting it up, is to prevent people from getting the tools, in this case, AR 15s semi-automatic rifles to be able to carry out these things. And, I think we need to be very specific. And it, and it comes to politics, guys. Like, someone has to pass these laws and stuff, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's why I talk about that same cycle. Just to simplify everything, let's boil this up. Like, I know, I know, you know, we have, like, different, that's the thing, you know, though, subtopics. You're, you're saying I don't know, they... People have to pass this law. And, 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 and I not, think... You have to have people to vote on it. No, no, but, but here's, here's what I think is the problem. I think if this was, like, a... A, a representation of Congress. Right. I think the reason nothing gets done is because I'm talking about let's do something and then you're talking about let's focus on the system. At the end of the day, we spend a whole week talking about the system, talking about white supremacy, talking about NRA, talking about and nothing gets done. So I, I, I agree with you. It is systemic. I agree with you. It's systemic. We need to, as a society, 
reanalyze ourselves. Michael Jackson says, start with the man in the mirror. I agree with that 100%. But practical, real time right now, we need to ban these kinds of guns from being readily available to these types of people. Okay. That's something we can I do. I just thought about something though. How do you ban these guns without facing the system? No. The people that are voting to ban these guns don't even understand that that's a problem. So we got to go to the people in the system to you. convince them that this is a problem before they go to that practical solution. I agree because that's the whole point. No, that's I, what I'm trying to say. I, but is this guy, these guys that are in that one system in this quote unquote political system have to understand fundamentally that 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 there is a broken system and that's what that's what it looks like it's happened. In my opinion, I don't think it's actually happened. I think that this guy, there's lobbyists in there. Your people, you're actually persuaded by money in this political realm. So if you like, somehow we see it on TV that you're arguing. In my opinion, I think it's BS. I really don't think these guys are arguing. I think it's a show. Yeah. I think that they're being played. At the end of the day, the Democrats are voting for the same thing as the Republicans are voting for anyway. Literally, if you literally understand the patterns, you're doing the same thing. So this this system, the political system, is not even working for both people. It's not. It's not working for the people itself. Until that changes. Then we can be like, okay, this is a problem, but because we all are on the same page, and we can happen, we all are on the same. Page. We can make practical laws for this, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't ban. As a matter, if this happens, I'll be happy. I'm not saying we shouldn't ban AR-15s. That's not what I'm saying. I'm up for that, and like I wish. And, and I agree with you that it's right? more complicated than banning AR-15s. Because, but this guy, this guy, there's a system within this political party that we're not even aware. Of. You're right. Like if we're talking about the former right. systems that influences them, NRA right. influences them. Right. We're talking about big, like big companies influencing these politicians. They're not representing us. We know that too, and that's even that's another problem. That's a different issue. I was asked how much those votes counts, but that's. Yeah, listen, but that's a system that's been persuaded by them that it feels like you're not actually listening to us. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And so, but it's us that's making and perpetuating the system, so we got to go back to us. No, I agree. Just like, just like uh, when we're talking about Nigeria, I think it, it starts with the it's, average Nigerian. The Nigerian self. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? What, what, the, the only thing I'm driving at is that I think that to in order to act, actualize like change. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look at, I love statistics, right? Mm-hmm. We need to look at, okay, in the world, what country leads in mass shootings? That's correct. The United States. Right. In the world, what country leads with mental health issues? The United States. I mean, that that's that's weird because the United States, we're more conscious of it. They're yeah. mentally ill people in our job, but they don't call themselves mentally ill. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, you know, arbitrary, yeah. right? In the in the world, what country leads with gun ownership? The United States. I think if we can just simplify it to say A plus B equals C, knowing, understanding that it's it's more complicated than that. Understanding if that it's complicated, how do you simplify something that by default and nature is complex? To get something done. Oh my god. To get something hey, done. Hey, hey, hey. Let's do something. That's my. Okay. When the hell time is Let's give it. When they enter these chambers, they're not entering That's trying to figure out a solution. They're entering there to debate. I think we need to get them to enter there to figure out whether it's banning a, 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 AR-15. Whether you I said get them. Who's getting them? It's not us. It's not us that's doing the system. That's this it. guy, what do you need to I'm telling us, it's us that is the system. Mm-hmm. No matter how much they, they talk, 
We still have the power to influence this. We have to realize that the system is us. So, so I don't know. It's literally us. I don't know. The ones that the power. I feel like this is a conversation that, of course, we you know we're, we're always gonna have because oh, you know I mean it, it, as much as like it sounds like you know there's complexity in the action that we need to take, at least whatever action that we decide to take has to be you know in the you know in the path of you know at least removing one removing, issue removing, one okay. by one you know so but it's something that you know as, for us you know as I let say as intellectuals we need to you know just band together and talk about it that's the whole point of this podcast the whole point of this um, conversation because mm-hmm. you know. We've been, unfortunately, we've been in a country where these things have been happening. It's just you know, and, and it's it's just getting to a point like it's like, what the hell is going on? You know, the fact that we can just sit down and brainstorm and like, you know, just talk about it and kind of like, you know, um, go in depth in a way, um, is important. You know, conversation is is very important. You know, um, something that we need to do more of. And um, you know, I thank you guys for coming together. You know, thanks for taking time out. You know, Josh, thank you, thanks um, for having Alan, me. Rayon, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Danke schön. I, I, I have a feeling that like this is not going to be the like, this is not going to be the last time. <laughs> this, this is not the last time that we're going to have this conversation, you know. Um, but once again, <laughs> once again, I thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening to the Keeping It Beauty podcast. Um, my name is Kemani Jansu Jain, as always. And um, I'm out.